I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. Karina Parks joins the show today. Karina is the founder and CEO of Double Take Sports. How are you today? Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I took a little bit of a look through some of the stories you guys have done. They're interesting, to say the least. How did that project come about? And uh, I can't imagine it took, it must have taken a lot of time to get the thing up and running. How long have you been at it? Wow. I probably have been at it about two years, to be honest. It was an idea that I had for a while, and I was slowly working on it with, um, I work very closely with a very talented web designer, and then I have a communications and PR background, so I kind of know what I want from a creative standpoint. But once the pandemic hit, it really gave me an opportunity to put my foot on the gas and bring Double Take Sports to life. So it's probably been about two years in the making, though. And you guys cover cover the whole gambit of sports? Yes, um, mostly NFL, NBA, WNBA, and golf. But if there's interesting stories across other leagues, that's also highlighted as well. Now, generally, uh, when you work for a major platform, they go through the troubles of getting you credentialed. How do you go about getting credentialed when you're doing your own thing? Yeah, so Double Taste Sports, I really just got that started in July. So I haven't actually went about the process of getting the credentials yet through Double Tape Sports. I actually have some really great current partnerships where I contribute content to two other online platforms. So I've been credentialed through them, but they're also independents and have their own platform as well. So you really just have to take the chance on yourself, so to speak, (laughs) and make sure you're providing good content. And, you know, sometimes it works in your favor and luckily it has in this situation. All right, now on to the football team. It's interesting, this Cowboys team that we see on Sunday is not exactly what we expected. They've been decimated on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the brutal injury to Zeke. In a normal game, this felt super winnable. I guess the fact that the game is a pick tells you all you need to know about Washington. Does the rivalry feel like less than – a, a bit because both teams are struggling at this point. I mean, honestly, the whole NF- NFC East is struggling. But I think, you know, no matter what, when it's a rivalry, no matter how the teams are doing, it's still there. So people people are going to still be rooting for their, for their Cowboys or the Washington football team. So I think it's still there, but it doesn't feel as energetic only because of there's just so much going on, I think on both sides. It was interesting. Ron finally admitted that his messaging may be a little mixed as how it's received. Mm -hmm. How have you found Ron to be in the early going of his tenure here? I'll say it's definitely different than what I saw of him at Carolina 
that was a bit of a different story, I suppose, because he had an opportunity to have a lot of say so and his quarterback, um, Cam Newton. So he was dedicated to developing him, whereas here he inherited Dwayne Haskins. But I think it's been a little surprising to me. I was a little surprised that he pulled Dwayne Haskins after four weeks for Kyle Allen, because I mean, really, if you look at Kyle Allen's stats from last year and what he's done so far this year, you know, it just doesn't seem like a huge leap forward from Dwayne Haskins. So I've been a little surprised at some of his moves and decision making, but I think it might come with just rebuilding a team. And unfortunately you're in the public eye. So every move you make is going to be scrutinized, maybe even criticized. So I think that is part of it, just trying to figure out what's the best for the team and especially switching from development to win now, that definitely changed things. Do you think that he's found the media in D.C. to be a little more difficult than what he found in Carolina? I don't know if it's more difficult. I just think that you have it's, it's higher profile media. So Washington Post is a national media outlet, you know, so you have a lot more media here that although they may be local media, they still have a national tie. So I think it's just maybe a higher profile. I don't know if I would say they're more difficult. Were you, uh, how did you find the Ron Rivera hiring? Did you, were you surprised they went that direction? I was surprised, not in a negative way. I don't think I had actually thought that they would. I thought with Ron Rivera's approach, I didn't know if that would necessarily mesh with Dan Snyder. So that's the only reason I never actually considered that he would be the coach that they chose. But once they chose him, I I thought that he was a very good choice. And I, I still think that. I believe he's just trying to figure it out. And maybe there's a lot more pieces for him to put together than he initially thought. And I think that we do have to consider that right now he is going through his own personal situation. And while we don't see it on the outside, there's probably a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. So I think that it was a good hire. I believe it's what the team needed. And I think it's what this market needed, but like I said earlier, his moves are going to be highly scrutinized because this is a frustrated fan base just in general, because they want their team to win. And that hasn't been happening for a couple of years. You mentioned Haskins a little bit ago. Do you think there's any chance that the team loses on Sunday that we'll see Haskins again after the bye? Or have we seen the last of him in Washington? Nothing would surprise me at this point, but I uh, yeah. think that we have probably seen the last of him in Washington. It's hard to go back. I think at this point, when you pull him in the fourth week and basically make him third string and inactive, I think even if you want to go back, he probably won't go back. You have to kind of stay committed to the decision that you made. So I, I honestly think it's more likely that we could see Alex Smith again before we see Dwayne Haskins. Uh, to that point, if the current quarterback isn't on the roster do you fall into the win every game now category or on to 2021? How, how are you at this point in the season? For me, I think that he should have stayed committed to developing. I mean, this, 
this division is not well, and I get that you want to take the opportunity to win the division. But even if you win the division, when you look at the other records, it's, you know, somebody's going to win this division and have a bad record. Let's just be honest. So I think that he should have just stuck to the development because, in my opinion, 2021 would have been more important. Uh, I'm with you. I, I personally wouldn't have sat doing it all this year uh, unless unless it was an effort and attitude issue. And then I guess if you're trying to reset the culture, it, it's hard to continue moving on in that direction. Yeah. Who will be available to play wide receiver this week? Well, um, as far as I know, Terry, I don't know. I haven't heard anything different, but I know Terry McLaurin is still um, he's available and he's like their main option right now and their main go to. and. Um, yeah, because they had brought in Foster, but I, I don't know if he's uh, eligible to play due to COVID restrictions. I wasn't sure if you uh, were up on that or he's not. He's not. Yeah, you're right. He's not available to play due to COVID uh, restrictions. He has to. It's like a five day quarantine, I believe. So he will not okay. be active. OK, uh, speaking of active, do you think that the team will be active at the trade deadline, either as buyers or sellers this year? Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, just just when you asked me the question about the wide receivers, um, you know, their main go-to right now is Terry McLaurin. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, they'll be able to add, add the gentleman that they just brought on. But – you know, there's a lot of holds running back. Antonio Gibson hasn't been able to get, I mean, he's had his success, but he hasn't really been able to find any, the consistent success there. The cornerback situation is still questionable. There's just a lot that I feel still needs some work. So I do believe they will be active at the trade deadline. That's just my opinion. And we still have to keep our eye on the Dwayne Haskins situation. That's, I mean, I haven't, heard anything officially from like the team but I think when you make a first round draft pick inactive the question has to come up uh yes no doubt you would think that there'd be uh some interest for the young quarterback if nothing more than he's still playing on a on a cheap uh team friendly rookie deal Mm -hmm. uh you mentioned you mentioned the running back there uh, I think he has found it maybe a little more difficult switching from receiver to running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys have the worst rush defense in the league, so this may be an opportunity for the young running back to to get some shine this week. That's correct, and I think that he actually should have a fairly good game because, to your point, Dallas's run defense hasn't been good. From my understanding, they have given up 150 yards per game on the ground. So I don't know that, you know, whether or not Antonio Gibson will get over that 150 yard threshold, but he should definitely have a lot more success this week. Speaking of that, we play over under every Friday. You ready to play? I am ready to play. And I'm sorry, I did want to bring this up because I don't want to leave this off the table. But I can't forget when it comes to wide receiver Cam Sims, you know, because he hasn't really been in the mix, but he had that big play last weekend. And I think that he'll definitely be active this week. 
absolutely a fan favorite for some time. I hope he does get some extra opportunities this Sunday. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's put Kyle Allen at 275 passing yards over under. I'm going to go with, I'll go with over because he actually did pass over 275 last week against the Giants and going up against this Dallas defense. I think he can do that again. I think you're right. It's been, you know, it's been interesting coming up with these over under numbers each week becomes more and more interesting as the quarterbacks change and the philosophy with those guys changes. Uh, Allen has run a little bit. Let's put his rushing yards from the quarterback spot at 55 on Sunday. Hmm. I'm going to say that I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go under on that only because I think they'll use the running backs more this week. Speaking of running backs, let's put Antonio Gibson at 125 total yards. I think that is feasible. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. I believe he might have a big day. We'll need him to have a yeah. big day. Uh, let's uh, let's go to McLaurin. How about over under ten catches on the day? Hmm. I'm going to go under, but the only reason I'm going under is because I think everybody knows that's Washington's main wide receiver weapon, and they're going to try to limit him. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they cover him. I don't think they have a corner that travels, so it'll be uh, all hands on deck to try to stop the young wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, Cole Holcomb came back healthy last week, uh, made a big difference. Let's put tackles for Cole at ten. I'll go. I'll go over. Yeah, it's interesting. He came in last week and stole a lot of. Um, snaps from Cameron Curl, and I guess they'll use them um, in the same kind of mode as they had him. Uh, the defensive line really has yet to get it going since week one. They'll have an opportunity this week against the Dallas offensive line that is awful. Let's put Chase Young sacks at two and a half. Okay, I'm going to go – no, I'm going to go over on that. I was, I was like, do I want to go under? Do I want to go over? But I think he's hungry. And this might be his chance to really – and he said today that his mom wants to see him get sex. I saw that, and Lord knows, don't ever let mama down. I know. So I'm going to give him a chance to go over this week. I think if there's a week he could go over, it is Sunday. The one thing that the defense has done well is take the ball away. Let's put takeaways at two this week. Um, so we're going over. I'm going to say under. Only because I don't think it'll be more than two. Yep. Uh, if they have any chance of winning this game, they'll have to slow the Cowboys' rushing attack down. Let's put Zeke at 135 yards on Sunday. Yeah, under. I'm going under because I think the defense is definitely going to stuff him. Karita, somebody's going to have to win this game on Sunday. 
do you think that they can do it? Oh, the Washington football team makes it so hard to pick, but I'm going to say yes, because if it wasn't for those two key turnovers by Kyle Allen last week, they would have been able to beat the Giants. So the key is going to be taking care of the ball this week. And if they do that, I think they can win. Uh, I am with you. I think Washington 27-24. Yeah, it's going to be Karita, thank you for joining us today. Tell the folks what you got coming up, where they can find yes, you. Yes, well, you can find me on with Double Take Sports. That is at DBL Take Sports on all social media platforms. I also contribute and write Redskins content for the three-point conversion. So you can also find my articles there as well. I'm sorry, watching the football team. I still mess that up. Time to time. <laughs> I, uh, we all do. We're, we're getting there together. Yes. Karita Parks, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank this was you. Fun. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too.